Good morning, St. Michael's. Please stand. Lord, we're just so grateful to be here this morning in your presence. And Lord, as we lift up these songs, we just pray for a refreshing and a new outpouring. the key
Blessed be God, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Blessed be His kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Jesus said the first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. As we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Please kneel. It's okay, buddy. You just stay there. You can just stay there. That's fine. Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what I have done and by what I have not done. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbor as myself. I am truly sorry, and I humbly repent for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ. Have mercy on me and forgive me, that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution, remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace, consolation of his Holy Spirit. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory be to God on high and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. We praise thee, we bless thee, we worship thee. We glorify Thee. We give thanks to Thee for Thy great glory. O Lord God, Heavenly King, God the Father Almighty. O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sitteth at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For Thou only art holy, Thou only art the Lord. Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art most high in the glory of God the Father. Amen. tries to roll over my bones When sorrow comes to steal the joy I own When brokenness and pain is all I know I won't be shaken I won't be shaken My fear doesn't
Oh 
Pray together the collect. O Lord, mercifully receive the prayers of your people who call upon you, and grant that they may know and understand what things they ought to do, and also may have grace and power faithfully to accomplish them. Through Jesus Christ our Lord who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
This morning's first lesson comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, beginning in verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him when he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand. This morning's psalm is Psalm 65, beginning in verse 9. We will read Psalm 65 responsively by the half verse. Psalm 65. You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. You provide their grain. You water its ridges abundantly. You settle its furrows. You crown the year with your goodness. They drop on the pastures of the wilderness. The pastures are clothed with flocks. The valleys are also covered with grain. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Is now and will be forever. This morning's second lesson comes from Romans, chapter 8, verse 8, commencing. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew. Glory 
Glory be to thee, O Lord. St. Matthew chapter 13, beginning at verse 1. On the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. And great multitudes were gathered together to him, so that he got into a boat and sat. And the whole multitude stood, stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some, some seed fell by the wayside. And the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, (coughs) and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Therefore, hear this parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, that endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. But he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it who indeed bears fruit and produces, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise be to thee, Lord Christ. You may be seated. Well, <clears throat> the electronic age continues to fail us, so, so I couldn't print out my message. I couldn't even see it till I got here, and some of the young people work with my computer, so it, it's here now, but uh, we couldn't print it out. So I'm slightly handicapped, just uh, bear with us old generation. (laughs) Amen. Today's gospel we find uh, in the book of Matthew, and it's beginning in the 13th chapter. And what we've seen in the past is Jesus proclaiming definitively the kingdom. But in the 13th chapter, he makes a, a radical departure and uh, begins teaching in parables. And so the, the, the question, of course, that the disciples had is, 
boss, why are you, why are you, why are you talking in parables now? Nobody can understand you. And I want to talk about that. Why was he? Why did he start talking in parables? Well, let's see if we can figure it out. Why is he more concerned that all would hear and understand? That's the question, all right? Have you ever heard a scripture and thought you got it? Oh, I got that, man. I, I get it. Boy, that's powerful. Only to find out later that you weren't even close to the meaning of the passage. Maybe that's why we call them passages. The scriptures are understood spiritually. Once again, those who seek him diligently will find him. Jesus is the treasure in the field. And so he comes to us in all these different ways in uh, pictures that he draws for us, uh, examples like this passage uh, where he's talking about the various types of soil in all these different ways. But why is it often so unclear to us Well, maybe, hold on, guys. You guys got this going sideways instead of down. Okay. Maybe it's because he wants you to understand you can't figure out God. Scripture says, who can know him? Oh, you can know a lot about him. You can even have a relationship. You can develop a wonderful relationship with the Lord. He wants us to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, with Him. He wants us to have a relationship with the Father. But you'll never, ever completely know Him. Because He's God. He's a mystery. He's found in the sacraments. Who can fully explain the Eucharist? How little cookie and the wine become the body and blood of Christ. It's not important that we know how. It's only important that we know it does. How many times... Over and over and over again, did he say, if you just believe, usually when he got mad, it's because of their unbelief. And so, if you want to get the most out of life, trust me, he says, unless you be like a small child, well, you know what small children do? They believe everything. We have enough of an understanding of the Trinity that they're not the bad guys. They're the good guys. 
The scripture gives us whole books like, uh, you know, the uh, Song of Solomon about God's motivation being purely out of love. Jesus starts out in John's gospel, God so loved the world. He so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. What else is this, do we know he has? It says he holds the whole world in his hands and all of it's created. But what is his what is, well, he's got a son. That's all we know. It's about son. And not only does his love mean that he's willing to sacrifice that son and put the Lord through the misery he suffered to take upon the sins of the whole world. But for some reason, he wants you. He wants every one of you to become and be his son, to become his daughter. Boy, that's so uh, that's so easy to forget. I mean, it's you start forgetting about your adolescence, and you and you, you usually forget it through twenty-five, maybe thirty years old. But if you're lucky and it's been planted well, you wake up one day and you start really realizing again, just like we were seeing today, his goodness. His goodness just overtakes us. He's so invested in our very beings, our lives. Who can clarify an ordination where God calls that certain person and bestows upon him special powers, always for his purposes? These we call sacraments. And what sacrament means is mystery. These are mysteries we don't understand because we don't understand God completely. He's, he's a mystery. And so... The parable of the soils explains the different reactions to the proclamation of the kingdom. The seed represents the message about the kingdom. And although all persons hear the same word, listen to me, although all persons hear the same word, they respond to the world in various ways. That's us. We hear the word every day. There is nobody in this room, I know all of you, that doesn't have a relationship with the Lord to the point that he's speaking to you every day. Now, I'm not at all sure that all of you are listening to him. That's between you and him. But I do know he's speaking to you every day, every one of you. He's thoroughly invested. You have a covenant relationship that worked through your family. We saw it last week in the baptism of that child. And he's, in, he's trying to invest heavily in you to see that you become an amazing person in Christ for him.
So the seed represents this message about the kingdom that he's trying to put out. And all people heard him give the same word. But they all responded in different ways. Some, like that Jewish crowd he was speaking to when he gave this parable, they have hearts that are hard. So the seed is unable to even penetrate in Germany. Others begin the life of discipleship, but fall away either because of suffering or concern over material things. The rich young ruler, remember that story. And the miracles that Jesus did in feeding the the multitude of people is evidence enough that there was a lot of times where they didn't and they were hungry. People stayed late. They were hungry. You paid a price to even listen and to hear the word spoken. Imagine looking back (laughs) what, what those first century people thought having been in the presence of God. You probably wish you'd paid a little more attention. (laughs) I mean, it just blows me away. They were there. He was speaking. And that's why the words, even in recollection, become so invaluable. They were the words of God to his people. That's why we cherish the Scriptures. That's why we pray and meditate on the Scripture. But some, like most of those crowds, their hearts were hard. And the seed really wasn't able to do its job. And others who really kind of went after it fell away. They just couldn't take the continual price that was required to fully follow him. And so only a minority remained faithful to the word, obedient to the will of the Father until the end. That's represented here by the twelve disciples. See, he said, you guys understood it. You guys got it. Oh, I'll clarify it for you. But then they go, oh, yeah, of course. And it's because he's not looking for numbers. He's not looking to load the train up with as many as he can and get them out of here to go to heaven. He's looking for disciples. He's looking for young men and women and old men and women who he can proudly say, that's my son. He's a son of the living God. Our problem is it seems like too much to believe anyway. But it's true. Right? My gosh, I, I ran across the... Father Victor's book on Revelation. I'm moving, so I'm putting boxes in the 
And I sat there and I looked at them and thought, what an amazing, what an amazing accomplishment. I said, what? What a man. With his physical condition and all, he, he runs a business and he wrote this book because I told him it was the word of God to write it. And it's an amazing, magnificent book. If you haven't read it, we use it as a textbook now in our seminary. But uh, he did it because God had a plan for him to write it. He did it because he cooperated with God. See, the problem lies with the poor quality of the human heart, soul, soil, on which the word falls. That's why they didn't hear the word. He spoke it clearly. But the soil, their hearts, were not in a place to receive it well. And so to the disciples then and now, this teaches us vigilance. Vigilance. You get out of something which you put in it. And we want we don't want God running after us. We want to be running after God. <laughs> because the one thing we find completely true is those who seek him find him. Those who seek him find him. So we want to be seekers. Not just once for that one time experience of inviting Jesus in our heart. I would love if he would hang around. And boy, is attitude everything. See, they must guard against the possibility of falling away because of persecution or because of possessions. All those play a part in our life probably more than in any other age of mankind, particularly the possessions particularly in this country. And so their prayer, just like our prayer today, is grant that they may know and understand what things they ought to do. And also that they'd have the grace and the power faithfully to accomplish them. <clears throat> Wednesday night, or Thursday night, we had a home group uh, meeting here, all the home groups. Some of you were here, some of you weren't. But I had uh, our canon missioner for the diocese, Mark Miller. He was over uh, with me in the afternoon at my home visiting and I asked him to stay, if he would stay and minister to St. Michael's. <clears throat> now, I understand we stream that, right? And, and so it should be available, right? 
Okay. Yeah, we're, we're good at the glitches. But if you weren't here, I would highly, highly suggest you go on and see whatever is left of what he spoke of because it's our future. And I'll tell you what, you're going to love it, Ed. You're going to love it. Man. It's He's talking that God's getting ready to take us back to the future. It was a prophetic word for St. Michael's, but I believe it, it's for the whole diocese. And I believe that when this diocese begins moving in what he's describing, that it's going to affect the whole CEC worldwide. But he's talking about the prophetic coming back. <clears throat> he's, he's talking about a, a, a mighty move of the prophetic. And boy, if there's anything that we could use, anything we need, it's a, it's a, a transfusion of the prophetic back into us. And it'll come. It's just going to come. The Holy Spirit is going to come, and he's going to visit us, and it's just going to happen. And, and what we're going to do to uh, begin that process is, is Mark's going to come back. Him and I got to set up a time, and we're going to have a uh, – we might even have a series Many seminars, you know, Friday night, Saturday morning, Sunday. And uh, we're going to sit under that revelation that God's given them. Because with the revelation will become all the things that we need, to the building blocks. And it will begin the process of restoring to us who we are. We're a prophetic people. You know, it's funny because we forget with all that we've been through and all that we end up becoming occupied in our life. But somebody like Mark or Bishop Bates, our patriarch, they can remember so clearly they weren't even with us then. But they remember by story and legend when a whole church would mobilize and go to 6th and Westmoreland, even if it met arrest, to stand up for the unborn. What a witness. What a witness. And you see, that same basic church is still here. We're still here. A lot of you were there. We have a lot of new people who have come along since then. Some of us you we've had, and you've grown to full life. But that power that God brought to this little place is still around. Still around. Uh, Father Terry Ginsinger, who's the head of our CEC for Life, he called me the other day, he calls me once in a while. And we were yakking and yakking. And he was talking about Jessica. He had talked to her a few days earlier. and What a powerful weapon she has become, he said, for the CEC and for pro-life, he just he really adores her. Me too. But uh, we're all like that. We're all like that. And so I want you to be open. You can either be like the Jews who sat there and heard it and didn't even understand it. 
because they didn't try and understand it. Or you can be the seeker who said, what does it mean, Lord? I want to know all about it. I want to participate at the highest level you'll allow me to participate. And if you come with that kind of an attitude, God is going to begin refreshing you, and he's going to begin a whole new chapter of your life and our life together. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope that you are all faring well with the uh, the coronavirus. I keep casting him out, and so far I've been very successful. Fear not, for I am with you, says the Lord. And so uh, we don't move in fear. We move in smarts, but we don't move in fear. And I want to encourage you to uh, just continue in prayer. God is trying to, he's moving on the whole face of the earth, and he's trying to speak to us. Not just America, but the, the people of the earth. And uh, I want to hear what he has to say. But I'm not hearing enough from the pulpits. I'm not hearing enough from the pulpits. And so I'm, I'm encouraging all my friends, all my priests and deacons and brother bishops to seek the Lord while he wants to be found and to call upon his name. Amen. Okay. Prayers of the people. Pray for the church and for the world. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. That we all may be one. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. That your name may be glorified by all people. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. That they may be faithful ministers of your word and sacraments. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. That there may be justice and peace on the earth. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. That our works may find favor in your sight. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. That they may be delivered from their distress. Give to the departed eternal rest. Let light perpetual shine upon them. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. May we also come to share in your heavenly kingdom. Almighty God, to whom our needs are known before we even ask. Help us to ask only what accords with your will. And those things which we dare not or in our blindness cannot ask, grant us for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. With your spirit. Turn and greet your neighbor with the peace. Lord be with you. A <laughs> couple of quick announcements for you today. First is 
Thursday, Bishop mentioned Thursday home group. It's virtual home group. You can see us online. And we also have an in-person option. So feel free to come here and join us uh, in person or online. And this, this is an important notice here. Lynn Anderson, a longtime member of St. Michael's, passed away this year, and we're going to have a service for her on July 25th. And it is essential that for those of you who will be here and be able to participate in that, that you RSVP. And there is an address here at the bottom for C. Father Ed to make that happen. I'll be here. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> All right. Anything else, Bishop? No, right. except uh, have a wonderful Sunday. Amen. Amen. As we have prepared to receive the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, let us respond to God's word by engaging with him in musical worship and presenting to God our tithes and offerings out of that which God has given to us. Together, through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. But do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God.
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give them thanks and praise. Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through his cross and resurrection, he freed us from sin and death. And he's called us to the glory that's made us a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people set apart. Everywhere we'll proclaim your mighty works, for you called us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. And so with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory, and we join in their unending hymn of praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Lord, you're holy indeed, the fountain of all holiness. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts to make them holy, so they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he was given up to death, the death he freely accepted, he took bread and broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Later, when supper was ended, he took the cup. Again, he gave thanks and praise. He gave it to them, and he said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins whenever you drink it. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim this mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread, this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and to serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch, Craig, and with all the clergy. Remember especially those who are sick or infirmed in spirit, soul, or body. We hold up this day Olivia and Connie and Susan and Carl, Serena, Naomi, Rachel, Nadia, Kyle, Sonja and Sandra and Maria and Karen, David and Darcy and Tammy and Thomas, Kirk, Dylan, the Covino family. Giovanni's cousin, who is sick in the hospital with the coronavirus, the Marines and sailors at Camp Pendleton. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and the broken. As we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed, become the body of Christ to the world. Have mercy on us all. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles and the martyrs and all the saints who have gone before us, may we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty God and Father, now and forever. Amen. Jesus 
taught us to call God our Father, and we have courage to pray. Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ, our Passover, sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Hallelujah. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us thy peace. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on them in your heart with thanksgiving. Blessed are those who were called to the supper of the Lamb. The body of Christ, the cup of my salvation, the blood of Christ. I will 
pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. 
Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in the battle and be our protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world seeking the ruin of our souls. God is so good and God is so ever-present. Sam came up to remind me after the Eucharist. He said, Bishop, he goes, that's what we've been praying for every day for a year. And I said, yep. He heard us. Remember the gospel. God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to himself, not counting men's sins against him. He loves you. He's forgiven you. He's not mad at you. And he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. Thanks be to God. Cause you-